Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out to Comic Book Club Live. Please give it up for your hosts, Alex and Justin. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And that's our man of the booth, Bootman Prime. Bootman Prime. And guys, unlike some pansy shows out yes, there. garbage Some shows. total garbage shows that give up the ghost after like, what, 10 <laughs> years? <laughs> 10 even, years? Oh, we've been doing this 13 uh, years. 13 years. We're going to keep going forever. We're never going to stop. Never going to ne- stop. And our, uh, we never have any problems rushing through plot points. No. We always take our time. Yeah. Uh, some might say we don't know how to end this show. And that's it. And that's why and we're, we're stu- So we're not going to. We're stuck in here like a prison of our own devising. Uh, yeah. But we have made one change. We eliminated one of the main characters, uh, <laughs> so that's sort of fun. It really adds more time to the um, yes. the lesser stars. Uh, <laughs> oh, the non-stars of trivia. Pete was the st- star yeah, of trivia. Yeah, he was the star of trivia. Yeah. He's actually in Ireland. Uh, he's doing some location shooting for us. Uh, he's yeah. off <laughs> commuting with trees, and then he'll be back uh, in a few episodes' time yeah. uh, as Pete the Broken. Pete the Broken, exactly. <laughs> so, he's always in Pete the spoilers, Broken. That's the spoiler. Swear, yes, sorry great. About that. That's a very light spoiler. Uh, but good news, our show has nothing to do with Game of Thrones. It's all no. about comic books and comics and comedians. Like this amazing comedian, one of the, the great people we have here. <laughs> good. good, good, good. Fuck. We're, we're missing that Pete energy over here. Yeah, I don't know. That's sort like, of a chaotic I, you know force. It's, it's too nice. I need somebody to yell at me and be like, fuck it, get out with the show, you asshole. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean. Could you do that real quick? Night field. Honestly, I feel uncomfortable swearing at my <laughs> friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Pleasant way to start a show. Guys, he is the host of New Material Night here at the pit. Ladies and gentlemen, Nat Towson. Nat Towson. What a great Hello. guest. We've had him. Oh, we got you a drink, sir. Yeah, there we go. Such get treatment. Drunk. Yeah. Time to get drunk. All right. Drinks. Uh, Nat, 
Thank you so much for coming to do the show. Oh, As I'm usual. happy to eventually be here. <laughs> yeah, well, you now, did get here a little late. For listeners right. at home, it's the show starting early. Ah, it's all right. You're, you're good. Don't worry about it. Nice Dork Forest t-shirt, by thank the way. Thank you. Thank you. Love to shout out a different podcast. Are you on eating your food podcast. right now? I was eating you're food. You're eating and wearing food. another <laughs> podcast t-shirt? Uh, it's what called Professionalism. Fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Also, I don't read comic books. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we make t-shirts, too. Mm-hmm. I don't see a... Is there a layering thing happening here? Do you guys have, like, sponsors or... Uh. <laughs> Wow. Do All right, don't rub it in. Yeah, don't eat it. What are you? What the fuck? Uh, uh, now, normally, um, uh, Pete threatens to punch you, and mm-hmm. based on the things he just said, I'm going to punch you. Uh, so, uh, we'll see how that goes as the show goes on. Nat, you have a couple of new shows that you're doing. Do you want to plug what's going on? Sure. Yeah, let's talk about those. Uh, <laughs> Great. In a less shrewd manner, um, plug is a good way of putting it. I, I have two new live comedy shows that I've been running. I one is one we've done a little bit before, but we're, it's now an ongoing show. We've done a, a trial run in the past. It's called New Material Night. It's Sundays at 8 o'clock at the pit, the other pit. This is, we're at the pit loft right now. Right. Uh, everyone knows where they are. <laughs> this is a fun New York geography thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the listeners across the country, please enjoy this next part about addresses. Yeah. Uh, no, so I do this show. It's every 8 o'clock, um, every Sunday at 8 o'clock. <laughs> it's every 8 o'clock. Every, it's 8 p.m. You know, okay, okay, you know, let's take it from the top. Take it from the top. Imagine. Okay. We'll 8 a.m. We'll okay. we'll I'm going to clear my we'll teeth, and then we'll just, okay. Whoa. Oh, All right. Oh, my God. It's so good to be here. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And There's like all great guests, he's not eating and no, wearing an appropriate not. T-shirt. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> We're going to cut that part out and probably the rest of us. So it's like a stand-up <laughs> workshop show. I like to describe it as an open mic uh, for people who are tired of open mics. Uh, it's a, I have a rotating headliner. So for the first week, it was Janine Garofalo. Uh, currently, we're doing a run with Asif Manvi, who you may know from The Daily Show, or oh, yeah. the upcoming CBS show Evil, featuring oh. uh, Lost's Michael Emerson. Oh, wow. okay. Were you pointing at me because people sometimes think I look like Michael Emerson? Uh, no, because you force Lost into every episode of Comic Book Club. Oh, that's yeah, accurate. That's right. that's but also, I can, actually, I kind of see it. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah I, so. Can I tell you, uh, just to interject really quickly, uh, yeah. one of the creepiest experiences I've had in my career in entertainment journalism. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, there was a breakfast for person of interest. It was before the show <laughs> launched. Mm-hmm. And I knew Michael Emerson Smart. was going to be on it. Uh, and they invited me and a couple of other press people to go to this uh, breakfast during New York Comic Con, I think. It was like they were plugging, they were launching the show there. Uh, and so we went into this restaurant, I think it was at the Soho Hotel. So already oh, very wow. fancy Great hotel. breakfast place. Is it? No, no, no. Take that tangent off that tangent, please. Let's yeah, it was all right. No, this person of interest story is going to really pay off. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, we walk through the hotel, we go all the way to the back of the restaurant area, mm-hmm. and there's just a glass enclosure, and the only thing inside the glass enclosure is an enormous long table, and on the opposite side of the table is Michael Everson sitting totally still, <laughs> which was terrifying. Like, absolutely terrifying. Turns yeah. out he's very nice. Yes, yeah. he's not his character I guess from that Lost. Story didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he said, much like the season, uh, the series Lost. I oh, think they're, they're, all right. <laughs> I like that finale. Yeah, you're a psychopath. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Michael Emerson. Random inter- so Michael uh, Emerson is hosting it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> let, let's, 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 Noted let's, comedian Michael Emerson. Uh, so it's the show I'm doing at the People's Improv Theater. Uh, yeah, it's weekly, and, and it's structured more like a comedy club show. So the headliner's doing upwards of an hour. I'm doing maybe a feature-length, a 20 or 30-minute set in the front. We have a couple of guests. And it's, it's sort of like a notes-up show, but everyone, I make sure to book people who I know are comedians who can perform loosely and still deliver and be entertaining. So it's a really cool uh, opportunity 
if you are considering purchasing tickets, it's a really cool opportunity for audience members to see behind the scenes in the process of stand-up comedy being created. Ooh, wow, we're really uh, slipped into a it. A lot of stuff that will never make it into specials or television for matters of uh, taste or professionalism or uh, censorship. So, so when you have, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's all different, but uh, Janine Graffalo, is she working on a special and does it get honed differently each week? Well, it's very funny because Asif is absolutely working on a special right now and he's, okay. he's he is honing it. I mean, he's introducing new material and I'm doing the same thing. I try to start the show by doing, I do some jokes I've literally never said to anyone before. And that secret way... Secret jokes. Secret jokes. Well, the, I mean, it forces me to write, but also that way the audience is like, no one's taking a bigger risk than me. I'm not, I'm not setting people up to fail. And I think once, once I try something that's totally new and maybe it goes well or maybe it doesn't go well, I usually wait until I do a line that doesn't get a big laugh and then win the audience back. And then the audience knows, like, oh, the floor's not dropping out from under me. Uh, it's okay to be, like, it's okay if there's silence because sometimes audiences tighten up if, uh, if there's silence. Mm. Uh, I'm killing right now, though. But um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for testing this audience. Yeah, yeah, well. exactly. See, I want him back with that killing yeah. line. It's perfect. <laughs> um, but it was funny because I asked Janine to do it, and I was like, it's okay. You can have notes, and it can be loose. And she was like, that's how I've been doing stand-up comedy for the past 30 years. Well, I was going to say, I haven't seen her do a set that wasn't just her like talking to an audience member about a topic of their choosing yeah. in years. Well, uh, she, she definitely in the longer, like when she does guest spots, she really, she is you know, maybe doesn't get to the point because it takes her 10 minutes to get to the point anyway. She did it. Uh, my show, Gentrify, uh, the, it's been running for many years on Fridays. Uh, that's a little plug for myself. Great. Mm-hmm. I just see I snuck Where is it? Where is it? At the UCB Theater. The UCB so Center weird. Uh, Janine Garofalo it, uh, comes to my house every Tuesday and just hangs uh, out with my kids. You and really Michael had your chance with Michael Emerson. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was your time to plug. <laughs> Let's see if Justin lands this one. Uh, and she did 10 minutes on The Life of Pi, oh, the yeah. movie. In like 2014, which she had not seen, if I recall <laughs> yes, correctly. Yes, she had. She was it. asking the entire set was her asking an audience member and what it, it was about. And, and the person in front of was just describing it to her. She was like, "Really?" And yeah, that's that was it. And I know huh. that because that person was the producer for my show at UCB at the time. Wow. Uh, it's so, a tight knit community. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, community. no, it's actually really fun because she. I mean, she did my show and she came up and had about 20 different note cards, and it seemed almost like she was just doing them at random. But over the course of like. And they all had notes on them. And over the course of an hour, all of a sudden, she's like finding these connections. And it made me realize, like, I always put my try to put my jokes in a sort of logical, uh, like chronological order or something like that. But by mixing things up and by having this almost random uh, order to the jokes, you sort of like themes emerge and you find ways of connecting them. So it's actually really interesting to watch, like by not having a linear order to her material, she was able to sort of create new contexts and find new jokes and new laughs. And that's like I want to have a show where people have the opportunity to do that. And not have the audience be like, "Hey, they didn't deliver on an exactly tight, you know, hour of stand-up comedy." So that's yeah. one show. <laughs> cool. Uh, what's the other show? The other show is a much. Uh, well, it's, it's an equally similar, simple premise. I guess it's called PowerPoint Roulette. It is, uh, let's say, monthly-ish at Caveat in the Lower East Side. Oh, yeah. uh, we've got one this Friday. If you're listening to this podcast on the day it came out, it's still this Friday. And uh, PowerPoint nice. Roulette is uh, comedians and musicians uh, presenting slideshows, powerpoints that they've never seen before. And we do, like, uh, we take real presentations that people upload to a website called SlideShare. And sometimes these are academic presentations, and other times they are teenagers uh, uploading presentations for their friends about why Taylor Swift is great. And <laughs> Those are fun friends. There are some pretty good, yeah, when your friend shows up with a deck, you know, yeah. that they're like, okay, everyone settle down. They open up a laptop at the lunch table. But we find presentations like that. Some of them are very serious. Some of them, there was one about how to dock your pontoon. I'm still not sure what that means. And we take oh, a single slide from each presentation and we create a new presentation and then a comedian who has never seen it before has to give a 10 minute 
uh, lecture, basically, uh, having no idea what's about to show up behind them. And uh, that's the premise of that show, and it's a lot well, of fun. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right, very cool. Uh, so Friday for the second show. This Friday, May 24th, and is every PowerPoint. Every 8 p.m. Every 8 p.m. <laughs> every if it's a Sunday and not the last Sunday every of the month. every 8 o'clock, which yeah, okay. just well, up the morning. You know what? Show up, honestly, whenever you really feel like it at the People's Improv Theater and yeah. see if... That's the great thing about theater in New York is there's always something oh, going exactly. on at all times. You know? Broadway, yeah. off Broadway, off, yeah. off Broadway. That's and what then it this... felt like when I saw Michael Emerson in that uh, glass box. <laughs> Alex, Rook, I know this what? happens a lot. You what? cycled back through your Michael yeah. Emerson oh, uh, <laughs> stories that's and you're back at the first one. Oh, okay. That's the only memory that I have. Total. You're like, a goldfish for only Michael Emerson stories. Yeah. And you forget, forget to just keep Did I talk about Lost yet? The <laughs> yeah, Lost finale and how you, I like it? You've covered the, right. the So finale. I have two shows. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. We're trapped right, Definitely check out both of those. We are going to move on with our next section, which we like to call The Stack. Yeah. And in The Stack, we got a couple of comic books we want to go to bat for this week and we want to chat and bat about. That's what we usually say in this section, right, Matt? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've been chat, in the stress several times bat. and this is all normal. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first one to talk about Spider-Man Life Story, number three from Marvel Comics. Now, if you haven't been uh, keeping up with this book, it's by Chip Sidarsky. The art is by Mark Bagley. And the concept of the book is essentially what if Spider-Man aged in real time from his debut. So, oh, he, so fun. Yeah. That's like what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> we're aging since our debut. Yeah. I'm sensing some cynicism here. <laughs> no. Uh, in general, about life? Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. About the comic? No. We're oh, okay. Old. Yeah. Uh, so you get to see him in the 1960s, and it's like, fresh and gee whiz, then 10 years down the line, not so much, and now we're linked up to the 1980s here. So they've been following the continuity here, mixing around exactly what happened with Spider-Man. Um, I really like the series a lot. Me too. How do you feel about it? I like it a lot. It's uh, super uh, creative with the way they mash up different things. You don't really see it coming. And this, um, he has the uh, symbiote uh, suit. Um, he... Uh, Aunt May's losing her mind because she's very old now. Yeah. Uh, right. She still starts old. So now she's 90. It's the 80s and she's. Yeah. Like, I, like, I imagine that detail because I feel like that's been a wrong, long running joke in comics is that Aunt May has been like 70 years old for the past 60 years. So to yeah. actually deal with the fact that. Yeah, she's crazy old at this point. Mm-hmm. Worked really well, and it worked well dramatically as well. Yeah. Yeah, and I would point out that it's not just, I mean, obviously it's not just Spider-Man aging in real time. It's like all the characters in the Marvel Universe, so it's sort of a yes. attempt. But they also, you know, this one, heavily, this is the, it's 1984, this, right? So it features Secret Wars, which I think is really interesting that they are, they're taking the events that happened in the books and placing them in real time, basically basically on their publication dates, right? Yeah. Right. But then finding ways that the character, I mean, obviously, obviously every character is now older than they were in the continuity of the 1980s because yeah. they had to age up to yeah I'm not explaining this as well as I expected well plus like the, the buildings are older the cars are older everything's right. older there is I mean there are a couple attempts in here to draw like the fa- the cuts of the clothing are a little different there's like a, a few like when you see the people they, they do make an attempt to make it look like the 80s but I, I think it's cool to sort of like I mean I thought about this many I, this series was my idea is what I mean to say um, <laughs> but I've thought about this a lot of times like why don't they just you know how many times have you like they keep resetting they keep doing this floating timeline why don't they just take the best stories and try to plot them out over real time and be like here now you can catch up now you can read everything as it happened and I feel a little insane trying to read that now but like yeah. I think this Do is you actually feel a- like the last issue they're going to turn to the camera and be like well that's why yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, Nat. Uh, oh, you think they're going to name me specifically? Literally, yeah. you specifically. yes. Yes, the answer to your question, idea. I do think it so. Was your yeah. idea. Um, I think actually doing that, 
as I described, would be almost impossible because there's so many storylines and events that have to happen. And actually picking like a POV character is maybe the only way that you could do this reasonably. Yeah. It's a pretty impressive... Um, it's a pretty impressive undertaking. I think it's interesting, too, because they're taking some liberty. Like, there's this... It got up to, like... I rem- It's funny. Like, I remember reading... I'm trying to find the scene here for the audio podcast. Um, but there's the scene where Reed Richards famously tells Spider-Man that his costume is alive. And I remember reading that, you know, that issue... Um, and so it's like kind of cool to see that uh, remapped in this story here. But also, Spider-Man is older now. Parker Industries already exists. He's like more of a scientist in this. So I could be wrong in this, but if I recall correctly, in the 80s when that comic actually happens, um, Reed tells him that, and Spider-Man doesn't know that. But because he's like a 20 years older scientist, by the time that it happens in this continuity, he's like, yeah, I know. Like, yeah, the, yeah, like no, I did like the it. tests myself. I'm uh, also a scientist. I will say something. I like this issue a lot, but the first two issues delved into the Vietnam War and gave it that real world context, which mm-hmm. I really liked a lot. Right. That felt a little lacking from this particular issue, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm still enjoying the series. I think it's good. But we got the '90s coming next. Oh yeah, so it's fucking. I mean, how great. much grayer can Reed Richards get, though? I mean, I feel like they're already yeah. pushing the limit. Spider-Man's getting salt yeah. and pepper. Like, I think he's Reed Richards starts to get black again at the bottom, and then it slowly. <laughs> oh, you think it's just like a, a cycle? He's like move. a barber pole. His hair's like a barber pole. <laughs> It's like uh, Norman Osborn is or Harry Osborn. His is like the checkers and uh, it's the head checkers. Yeah, hair's weird. That's one thing we haven't figured out is the hair in Marvel Universe. Yeah, That's yeah the hair continuity is really my concern with this book. I yeah. would say. Exactly. I hope eventually we get Harry Osborn hair in. Did you the just movies. say Harry Osborn on purpose? Yeah, no. <laughs> or by accident, <laughs> no. Harry Hair Osborn. <laughs> <as he's known. laughs> I'm just gonna stop. Harry the, the hair. Osborne. Why aren't our favorite superheroes getting haircuts? <laughs> I sorry. their hair is always the same length. Yeah. Put it in. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. I, I would love Wait, to see a comic when, where they get haircuts in real time. Remember when Superman yeah, came exactly. back to life and he had a mullet, though? See? And didn't yeah, everybody love that? Didn't yeah, everyone, love that's that? like everyone's favorite hero, Superman, right? Okay, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. That oh, okay. One, se- one person says yes, genuinely. Okay. The, the yeah, mullet Superman is your favorite? Come on. That's, I'm talking, not me. No, Stop he's saying me. generally Superman. Like, he's slamming Superman as a whole, not just mullet Superman. Oh, okay. That's fair. But you love mullets then? <laughs> so if I use the law of transitive property correctly, you love mullets. Yep. Yes? Yeah. Yes. Okay, it does. Great. All right, that here, brings us to our next book. To this one. Low, number 22 from Image Comics. Now, the concept of this book takes place in the far future when seemingly all of the world has been destroyed and humanity has retreated under the sea to stay safe. It's uh, under Dussie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sebastian. Uh, the uh, They all live in domes. The oxygen in the domes is failing, so a couple of people have left to try to find safety, find a new planet that they can head to. Unfortunately, they encountered... Uh, are they aliens? Uh, what, what's going no, on? No, they're there? humans no. who uh, stayed on the surface when the sun got all fucked up, and so they've become burnt. Yep. Cool. So there's a bunch of burnt humans. Uh, they That's want what they to call destroy. Themselves. Yeah, and they want to destroy all of the rest of the humans. So we're really getting to it with this issue. Uh, you like the series a lot, right? I love this series. It's great. Um, it's uh, Rick Remender writes it, so he's very harsh with his characters. He's never afraid to make their lives worse mm-hmm. uh, for the sake of the story. And uh, yeah, it's great. The the mother um, of there's the story centers on a family, and the mother of the family has been on the surface living a very happy life with a pirate as her husband. I mean, wouldn't you? Oh, imagine with a pirate, just a pirate mm-hmm. that's like cool. 
Like a cool pirate? Yeah. Like so Jack fun. Sparrow. No, no, no. no. Too That's far? not. Well, he's not a. Is he a cool pirate? No. No. Uh, thank okay. you. Our that was from the guy who likes Superman's love mullet. Mullets, though, so. hate Jack Sparrow. I'm not 100% on where he Interesting. stands. This is a pop culture. We're circling this man's pop culture uh, <laughs> loves. We're going to nail you by the end yeah, of the Yeah, we episode. got you. We're going to figure you out. We got your number. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, so low. Yes. So low. What is, have you been checking out, Lowe? Uh The last time I read this book, they were still underwater, and they <laughs> did, they were like humanity is wiped out. So I picked up this issue, and I was like, okay, it's not. Uh, yeah. But it's been like thousands of years, right? So these two. Yes, like, this the, is very far in the future. Right. 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 So I mean, I I, jumped in, I was like, now I want to catch up because it's actually really interesting. What but if I was before. like, this takes place in 2020? I'd be like, whoa. Oh shit. Yeah. Think about it. Makes Bad. me really makes uh, you think. Yeah. This is, it's coming to the end of the series. It would, hypothetically. I mean, yeah, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. 12 years. Uh, this is very good, and uh, it's coming to the end. Cool. So I'm talking great, about, great I'm talking about humanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020. Yeah, 2020. This book is very finale. good, and humanity's coming to the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah, I that's end great. every I review. hope they wrap it up well. I hope there's no, like, rushing through it or anything like that. Right Are there the aliens? Nice. What's, the, what's, the, what's the point no, no. here? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Because they sent space probes out. There's a they lot sent, of I definitely missed one issue of this comic book, and I have no idea what's going on. You have to pay attention. So what happened was, they the whole reason the mother came to the surface of the Earth was to find these probes. They sent out into space to find inhabitable planets. Yeah. She lost her family. She lost her son, okay. uh, who had died earlier on. She, she right. thought she lost her daughters originally, and she yeah. ended up finding one of them had become uh-huh. a pirate right. queen. Yeah. And then she, she ended up being bad, but then maybe yeah. sort of okay. good. And one of them was in this other society, uh-huh. which was very strict. Yeah. It punished people yeah. at hope. And then she came back. Right, right, and right. She, then one of them died, and then only one of them is still alive. Uh-huh. Is the one that was the pirate queen. And mm-hmm. she's okay. actually living in yeah. the dome. But the yeah. dome is actually coming to the surface and is losing dome. oxygen. Yeah. And it's really problematic because of this, uh, the things I'm describing yeah. here. And the pirate king is afraid to come back to the underwater area because pirates are bad underwater. They're good above water, bad Underwater, good, uh, bad, bad underwater. You know what I'm talking about? Great. <laughs> no, you're good. Cool, 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 cool. All right, thanks. <laughs> that was a harder one because I don't know what's going on either. <laughs> I have to say that my favorite running comic book club bit is Justin, uh, in a single breath, explains the entire continuity of a title. I like doing it, too, but <laughs> it's impressive. It's very hard. What does my face look I, like? I, is it panic? I, Less red than you would expect. This one, this one towards the end when you got to the pirate section. Yeah, exactly. When, is it like, I'm not breathing? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes. Like an underwater pirate? <laughs> I can see your eyes just rolling back. Because I'm like, I'm like branding. Yeah. Do you think they're underwater <laughs> pirates or they're like upside down pirates and upside down ships? What? <laughs> Wouldn't you see the bottom of the ship just above the water if that were true? You mean that's a submarine? I think you're thinking of. <laughs> no, no, no. He's just he's he's proposing that the water is an inverted world, <laughs> yeah. where like the ce- the ceiling of the yeah, bottom like of the ocean mirror. is like a ceiling, and the surface of the water is like a floor. And so, I'm saying you'd see the bottoms of the ships above what we call above the water. <laughs> yeah, I'm following his stoned logic. Here. Yeah, this is yeah, this, this is, is my problem with Aquaman. Is like, shouldn't it be upside down? They shouldn't everything be the- upside down? Yeah. Thanks, well, Dad. <laughs> yeah, no, I was asking you a question. I wasn't. Yeah, agreeing you preemptively with you. thanked him for agreeing with you. I was just <laughs> rephrasing what you were saying. You, no one knows what you're I talking. About. I was just trying to make sure I understood what batshit question you were asking me. <laughs> like, you think he should be upside down, like walking on the surface of the water, yeah. like? Yeah, walking on the uh, surface of the water. Just did a great visual gag, guys. <laughs> I agree. Hope you're listening. Enjoy at home. it on the podcast. Uh, all right. Uh, well, last one we're going to talk about Superman number 11 from DC Comics. We don't have a print copy of the issue, but we did check it out. Okay, so, did. in that book, well, there's a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, Superman's been fighting a, du- a dude named, what is it? Roggle. 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 Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock. 
like I can handle maybe four Kryptonians names before I'm just like I, it's, these are these are just yeah. Uh, and there's a lot. There's a lot of Kryptonian yeah. names flying so, around. It's like uh, Superman Zool. and yeah. his son Connor Kent, who has grown up and is big now uh, due to some kind of time travel wackiness, are going after Superman's father, who is also alive and about to be attacked. Uh, they get caught in the middle of this gigantic battle. How are you feeling about this story, Lad? Justin, now, the, we talk a lot about a lot of comics on this show, and we're often <laughs> do we? we do we do okay. yeah, that's all, across all of our podcast uh, universe network network. Yeah, yes. great. That's a better word. Uh, and I gotta say, I'm very generally very positive. Sure. Very positive. We're all very positive, yeah, except yeah, yeah, for yeah. P, but he's not here. So yeah, you've got a good attitude, I would say. Uh, I, this is the one book, Bendis is Superman, that I just can't get on board with. Really? Yes. Uh, the fact that he came in, I expected him to come in and just like start writing some uh, great Superman stories that he's been perhaps thinking of at his 20 years at Marvel. Uh, I'm sure he's got a little notebook with like DC stuff that he hides under just his bed. Drawing Superman. Mm. Exactly. Drawing like symbols. Like a heart. Like and Superman. He's like, and what, what are you doing there? He's like, like oh, it's for Spider-Man. Yeah, it's for it's it's Spider-Man thing. For Spider-Man. Do you think he's writing like Mr. Brian Kent on his notebook? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like cursive. Yeah. Definitely. With Ryan around it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then he comes in and immediately he's like, here's this dude who actually blew up Krypton. It's like, what? No, we've already have a whole thing. And then he's like, and also Superman's dad is bad. And it's like, no, that's like the opposite of what the thing is. And he's like, and Superman's son, he's old now. And it's like, wait, what? That's a Spider-Man <laughs> thing. Uh, like, why? Yeah, wait, that's I don't Spider-Man? know. I, not, not the point. Sorry. Go on. It, the, it seems like what he really wants to write is what's going on in action comics where he's leaning into this whole Lois Lane investigative reporter going to looking into a global conspiracy thing versus what he's doing on Superman, which it's too much. There's yeah. too, to your point, there are too many Kryptonians at this point. Yeah. By the end of the issue, spoiler, Supergirl comes in, Crypto comes in. So there's but they all, don't do anything. Zod is there. Also, that page sucks. The perspective is way off on that art. But anyway, right. <laughs> sorry. Closes with a really bad wow. splash page. Wow. And, like, I, look. Super slam. But no, but I will say. Uh, I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna tie that into an actual criticism of the narrative because this is I think this is like a mid arc story and it's like the worst example of the kind of storytelling he's doing right now that you're talking yeah. about which is like this felt like just moving the plot forward in a way that wasn't really that interesting and it's one of my least favorite things and I was a big Green Lantern fan for a long time but it's a big galactic battle and the reason I tie that to the art is because there's no perspective there's just a bunch of floating characters there's no background so they could just kind of be anywhere like is that a giant alien that's that's far away or is it a big alien like there's one point where Superman crushes something in his hand that I thought was a ship and it's like the size of his hand and I was like what is happening in this issue but it's just like a bunch of people fighting the, the most interesting part to me is because it's like the Thanagarians and then two other space races are part of this big battle and Superman's trying to figure out why it's happening. The most interesting part is like the two pages, at least to me, where he goes and he gets convinces them all to stop fighting. And because it's Superman, he goes to, you know, he knows the one race, they're like these berserkers and he's like, I have to threaten them. And he goes to the Thanagarians, and they're like, he's like, stop this ship. And they're like, you have no authority. And he's like, I said, please. And they're like, mm, all right, okay. Well, we do respect politeness, I suppose, space politeness. Yeah, and that stuff is good. But uh, that's but like one panel each, right. and it's like, like, that's like the most developed character moment the, in it, I a feel A lot like, of this arc, all. and a lot of whatever is going on with the Ruggle guy, oh, yeah, that it, Ruggle it leans into Bendis' tendency to have people talk in half-speak, and be like, wait, you just need to listen. And he's 
He's like, what is your secret? They're like, just listen. I'm going to tell you my secret. He's like, what is your secret? He's like, just listen to me. And there's pages and pages of that where you're like, get to the secret already. Just yeah, there's say a it. part where there's literally even a part where Jor-El says something and then Superman thinks something and then Jor-El responds and then Superman says the thing that he just thought. And I was just like, just spit it out already, Superman. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need to see that happen twice. Yes. Uh, also, there's another thing about it that bothers me is that like, um, it's... I mean, it's kind of what you what you were saying about oh, this is the guy who blew up Krypton. Like, I don't like stories. It's like a, I've heard people call it comic book coincidence before. It, it's like oh, the the lightning bolt that hit Barry Allen that's chance, and like the idea of like oh, or, or like the the radioactive spider. That's like a it's a it could be anyone. It's a total random circumstance, and then someone's gonna be like, actually, it was this person who did who picked Peter Parker, and he was destined for centuries to be Spider Man. That shit's not interesting to me. I don't like the reworking yeah. of the origin story, and I feel like people kind of do that when they run out of ideas. Which is disappointing because Bendis is like so fresh in the DC universe that he, he like I feel like he's too new to Superman to be doing the like actually the origin story isn't what you thought it is kind of thing which always yeah. seems bold but it's actually yeah. kind of a lazy storytelling trope right and it it wrecks things a little bit going forward as well because then unless you backpedal off of that which also feels like a cheat in its own way you have that going forward there's always that dude that actually blew up krypton there's always yeah. multiple kryptonians and they always get to a point where they're like ah shit there's a thousand kryptonians oh just kidding we had a crisis now there's just superman yeah i mean then that yeah. happened like i mean it's been really interesting to see to back up slightly to see you know dc remap this continuity since the new 52 started because one of the things that they did with superman was like I don't know, two or three years before um, the whole, like, reboot, there was that whole, like, like new Krypton storyline where, like, they brought in all these Kryptonians who had been in the Phantom Zone or they'd been in the, the, the yeah, bottle, bottle city. Candor. They'd been in a bottle, sorry. And, 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 and it so, was right on the other side of the sun. It was New Krypton, right? Yes, exactly. So it was yeah, like it was a little, opposite. we just couldn't, couldn't see, see it. it. Yeah, couldn't see it. But, like, <laughs> but they did this the whole thing, yeah. and it was like, well, how do you go backwards from here? Now there's, like, 40 Superman. There's a part where Doomsday comes out, and they just beat him up in, like, two pages, and the, like, the, there's no real going back from there. So they had to, other than doing some weird continuity event, and they're doing this, and also just, like, introducing all these characters and introducing a new guy who blew up Krypton, like, that's not as compelling as Jor-El was a... Especially, like, right now. Like, we got the news last year that we have 12 years to prevent climate change, and scientists are being like, you have to stop this, and people aren't listening to them. That's a great time for the fucking original Jor-El story. Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's going to be fine. We just have to kill Rogal Zool. Oh, yeah, we have to find <laughs> our Earth's Rogal Zool. going to be fine. That's what I'm saying. We're fine. Throw your trash in the ground. Find Rogal Zool. <laughs> like Xi Jinping, or... <laughs> I don't know. The guy, yeah, in, the, the guy in the just comic. Kill whoever. I'm just saying, who's the biggest puller? Okay. Here, here's the thing. Find a big guy. Kill him. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay, that seems like a flawed and then plan. That'll kill. That'll stop the, the yeah, carbon dioxide. All right. Don't worry about it. Climate change solved. Okay. And that's it for the staff. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. We're going to move on to our next section, which is my favorite section because you guys make it up. It's your audience questions. Yeah. Oh, man. I saw this guy's hand shoot up here. Uh, I'll just mention, generally speaking, for audience questions, if you have a question, uh, ask it. You'll get some free comics. Uh, what is your name? What's your question, sir? My name is Kevin, and I have a question and a comment. Great. Question okay. first. Um, since we're on the subject of endings right now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some comics you know, find just the perfect time to have the perfect ending. Some get cut off before their time, and some drag on a little too long. So what are some of examples that come to mind? Of, and you can pick one or you know, more of those types mm. of endings. Find the perfect ending for our answer. 
is what we should do. You, right. you saying you want us to do uh, uh, what, what did have a perfect ending or what didn't? Comic book wise? Oh, yeah, okay. you could do a, a perfect ending or a not perfect ending. Okay. Well, having a hard time with perfect, but uh, nice. <laughs> I, I guess the, the not perfect ending would be all comics that are still going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. So there's, there's no ending there. Right. Um, would you say Starman? I feel like that's going to be. Uh, yeah, that Honestly, was a great. That's kind of a good answer, though. I know that's his go-to, but that was a. It was a great yeah. ending. Yeah, it yeah. built. It was the first thing I thought of. It was so. eighty issues plus the specials and everything, and it felt like it had a beginning, middle, and end that was designed. And I mean, that's what you really want across the board. Yeah, and it, it, he like passes on the mantle, if I recall correctly. Yep. Yeah, no, I thought that was a really well done. I mean, this is another like of the same era, and maybe an obvious answer, but the Sandman I thought was a really satisfying. Mm. I, I actually never even read the epilogue that he wrote years later because I kind of felt like he told the story and I thought wow. that was like really well I mean even the final trade feels like a bit of an epilogue like the final arc of Sandman volume 10 is sort of I don't want to ruin it for anyone who hasn't read it uh, if you haven't what are you listening to this podcast for but um, well maybe you haven't I don't know read Sandman it's good but uh, but yeah the, the story sort of ends in volume 9 and then then he spends the final arc sort of wrapping up everyone else's stories epilogue. and it, yeah and it has a very like a really satisfying ending and for the for the opposite of that, I think I've complained about this on the on the uh, on this show before. But like, I'm still mad about about 15 years ago when DC canceled all they canceled like Young Justice, Superboy, Impulse because they were putting out a Teen Titans cartoon and they wanted to have a comic that matched that. And they wrote all these stories into these really like Superboy arbitrarily in one issue is like actually I'm just going to go live with Ma and Pa Kent on the farm for a while and that's just the end like he's in the middle of a story arc and the impulse story just ends like they all end like arbitrarily in the middle of whatever story they happen to be telling and I was a teenager and I was so mad at the time and I'm still mad so oh, there you go cool wow. uh, recent one I'll throw out there this is uh, second one that came to mind after Starman Gwenpool actually ended mm. really well like the character continued but the idea of Gwenpool was a character who was in the quote unquote real world who got sucked into the Marvel Universe so she didn't have any powers but she knew all of the characters and she knew all the comic book tropes so it was like kind of a Deadpool riff but not exactly and ultimately, she ended up discovering this power that, like, let her jump between the margins of the books. And it wrapped up very nicely and very poignantly and very creatively and brought all of the ideas of the character together. It's a very good book. I definitely highly recommend checking out the full run of it if you uh, have a chance. This is a weird answer, but there's a miniseries that Peter David did for Aquaman called, called Aquaman Time and Tide back in, like, the mid-'90s that was a perfect four-issue series about Aquaman, I thought. Oh, I have one more answer. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run is like the most satisfying. Oh, it, it's yeah. very long, but like he tells us the same story. I mean, there are like six issues after the story ends that kind of introduce new things, but the, the full and then story. Secret Wars, right? No, no, no. That's at the end of his Avengers and New uh, Avengers right. run. This predates oh, all that. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. But uh, no, his, he tells this one Fantastic Four story over the course of three years that has all these different arcs, and then the final arc combines literally every other element that was introduced and I thought that was like one of the best planned out and stories and the payoff actually felt like more than just hey remember remember this remember this like he introduced yeah. all these things it was very clear there was a reason that he introduced them in the first place and they all pay off in a really satisfying way and it's all character driven too which I think really brought that home for me because it's so plot heavy but at the same time it's the character point that brings it all together nice cool and you had a comment as well what's your comment oh boy I wonder what this is my comment and I know Alex is so going to disagree with me but I do have to say that Cypher is the best X-Man <laughs> I like how casually you say that 
Uh, now, as frequent listeners of the show know, uh, there is a secret cipher quiz that we have on the show. It's unlocked with a catchphrase. The catchphrase, as it turns out, is Cypher's the best X-Men. Uh, Kevin, do you want to take the secret Cypher quiz? Yes. Oh, okay, yes, great. All wow, right, what a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, w- very weird. Uh, now, we have been doing, Kevin actually has been doing an incredible job over the past couple of weeks doing the Cypher quiz. Uh, we've done the questions, but for those of you who haven't listened, <coughs> excuse me, or heard them before, I'll run through them again. Kevin, you'll probably know the answers. Uh, because it's Cypher, whose power is to translate languages, all of the questions are translated into different languages that I know how to pronounce uh, very well. I have, I have perfect <laughs> pronunciation on them. Uh, we'll do the first one. Kelly uh, Le Vrenom de Cypher. Oh, boy. Doug Ramsey. Yep. Uh, what is Cypher's real name? It's Douglas Ramsey. Uh, Kien Creo Cypher. Chris Clermont, Esau Buscema. Yep. Or, uh, if you want to think about it, uh, Philip and Sheila Ramsey. Oh, man. All right. All <laughs> right, buddy. There's no extra credit on this quiz. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Who's you- the real Cypher fan, you know? <laughs> Okay, it's, right. it's Alex. All right, it's Dad, Alex. you're off the show. Uh, in Welke Questi Introduci Heat. That was uh, New Mutants number 13. Yep, uh, New Mutants 13. That's the issue Cypher was introduced in. Uh, Ekemese. Sound like Borat. My wife, Ekemese Eado. March 1984. Uh, month and year, March 1984, yeah. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, Gie Niven Tiltre of Cypher's Romantisk Interesser. Okay. Uh, we had um, Shadow Cat, although it was unrequited. Sure. Uh, Psylocke. Yeah. Ron, and I still say Warlock was the fourth. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you there, but uh, name three of Cypher's romantic interest. You got the three correct. Kitty Pride, Psylocke, and Ron Sinclair. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say it in English. Uh, Don Kell, cause Cypher Etiel Mort. That was New Mutants number 60. That is the issue he Cypher died in. Uh, are we, I think we're. I think we're up to the one I missed. Okay. Uh, Como part de que trauma. Okay. That was part of. Uh, the Fall of the Mutants storyline. Yes, you're correct. It was part of the Fall of the Mutants storyline. Uh, okay, uh, we is Cypher guest or Ben. What was that last word? <laughs> we is Cypher guest or Ben. Okay. I'm, I want to say this is German? Maybe. <laughs> you don't remember, do you? Nope. We. I'll tell you what. I'll give you a little clue. It's related to the last two questions. We is Cypher Gestorben. Okay. Is this the one about how he died, which is uh, the animator was going to shoot Ron, and he got in the way of the bullet? That is absolutely correct. That is how Cypher died. Okay, here we go. We're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, Come on. Come on. Le Millier Ami de Cypher Warlock. La Tupel Appel. I did that wrong. Uh, come, on. <laughs> come on, Le Millier Ami de Cypher, Warlock, La Teal Appel. Okay, I'm thinking you're probably going for Self Soul Friend. That is correct. <laughs> What's your Cypher's oh best friend, Warlock? Call himself Soul Friend. All right, there's one more. One more question, and then we go on to the physical challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, last question. You ready? Icando se campanaron como se lamaban. Do you speak Spanish? No. <laughs> All right. 
I do speak French and you're getting it wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said, which you're... is the true name of Cypher? That was your first question, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. I mean, I guess that's technically the question. Sorry, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. Could I get that again? You know what? Uh, I'll, uh, you know what? I'm going to do this one in English. Okay. How about Whoa, that? Oh, translate it twice. And when they combined, what were they called? When <gasps> Warlock and Cypher combined, what were they called? I think they were often called Duglock. That's correct. Yeah. Kevin, you've made it through. It is now time for the physical challenge. Now, as we all know, as we all know on the show, uh, this Cypher quiz was spurred on by a Punisher quiz that our third member, Pete, who is not here, started. Uh, He had a physical challenge at the end of his Punisher quiz. Now, uh, in the tradition of that physical challenge, the physical challenge here is guess a number I'm thinking of. (laughs) Which element of that is physical? Yeah, well, his physical challenge was guess a number I'm thinking of, so I want to keep it consistent. That's the physical challenge. Uh, I'm thinking of a number. Uh, <laughs> the clue is, it's a. It actually has nothing to do with cipher exactly. It's a uh, Marvel number, a very famous Marvel number that's associated with Marvel comics. This is the last thing you got to pass this physical challenge. A number very well associated with Marvel comics. You can, if well, you could the, physically uh, best uh, me, the obvious one would be six one six. That is correct. You have beaten the physical challenge. Kevin, Damn. you did it. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Kevin, since you... That was amazing. You uh, beat oh, like four in a row. the entire Cypher quiz. Uh, so I have a prize for you. Now, because it is Cypher, uh, of course, here you go. I couldn't find a dictionary of X-Men, but it's X-Men Official Index of the Marvel Universe, which is the most boring thing about X-Men possible. You know what, though? You know what? I feel I feel bad about that. That's kind of a dub prize. So actually, whoa, a secret secret prize. Yeah, a secret prize, a full collection of X Men: Fall of the Mutants, including oh, the issue nice. where Dr. Ramsey dies. But actually, there's one more thing. There's one more thing. <laughs> whoa. Yeah, which I don't have here. Uh, but on our Patreon Slack, we have an amazing guy uh, named Brett Macris who contributes to our uh, uh, Cloak and Dagger podcast. What he does in his spare time, I don't know how he does this, is he makes comic book and other themed aprons. And oh. he offered, because he was so bowled over by how well you were slamming through this quiz, he will make you an apron of your choice. Damn. So since you won the quiz, except for <laughs> Cypher. <laughs> there you go. So we can talk about it later okay. if you have a choice. Congratulations, Kevin. That was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. I almost feel like you have the powers of Cypher because of the way you were able to see through Alex's accents. Wow. Oh, yeah. It's almost like anyone could be Cypher. <laughs> okay, that's not anything I've thought or said before, yeah. but that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Almost. I said almost. I really thought you were going to give him an X-Men dictionary like in Spanish or something and be like, no, you're not bad, dude. I looked for one. <laughs> I looked. I tried to find it. I could not find it. Uh, but there you go. Congratulations, Kevin. Congratulations. Uh, of course, now uh, we're going to turn to our third secret quiz, right, Justin? Oh, is it time for trivia? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, the third secret quiz, because I have to do it. Right. You yes. Um, I will do one as well. But we'll have to, don't tell them what it's going to be. We'll just have to guess. Yeah, you'll just have to guess what it is. Maybe that's the first. Brian's going to be spanning. Uh, well, Pete did five years. You did like a couple weeks. Uh, so mine's going to have to be like five years in a day. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the show yes, is you know the show is weekly, right? <laughs> Great. No, <laughs> five years in a week. Pete had a secret quiz for five years that he just didn't tell anyone. He didn't right? exactly. tell anybody about it. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it for five well, years. I don't want to mention he didn't tell anybody about it for five years. And as soon as I was like, Pete, I'm thinking about doing a cipher quiz. Immediately on the show, he's like, Yo, what about your fucking secret cipher quiz, <laughs> asshole? Yeah, he pressured you. Yeah, I'm blew up do, my spot. I'm going to do something similar. I'm going to have it for five years, but I'm going to mention it every show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to really ruin everything if I can uh, by doing this. I'm really looking forward no, to it. Uh, I got to say that was a great question. <laughs> Which? Uh, oh, this is the audience question segment. Did you guys forget what we were doing? Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. uh, that was eight oh, minutes okay. ago. Oh, right. We did. Yeah, we did have another. Uh, do we have any other questions real quick? <laughs> you, sir, what's your name? What's your question? Uh, hi, my name's Jarrell. So okay. I you didn't know, like the Superman stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. that was great. Are guys. you reading the book? <laughs> no. I, okay. No, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, let, chill, Jarrell. Let, let, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm watching you. Okay. Fuck you are very su- close to our suits. bodies. What's happening yeah. right now? Uh, um, I yeah, know. Usually they don't come quite this close. Yeah. No. <laughs> eh. I'm feeling friendly. No, I love yeah. it. He's not here. He's not here. Exactly. Yeah, You're safe. You feel safe. You feel safe. Exactly. You know, I feel safe too. Go ahead. You know what? Uh, since we were talking about mullets earlier, mm-hmm. who in comics has the best haircut? Ooh, that's a good best question. Best haircut. Yeah, you're a real Great mullet question. fan. Comics. You're a real mullet fan. I don't bring them to you. That's Pete's thing. I'm a big <laughs> fan of in the Chris Claremont run when Storm uh, decides she's no longer connected to the Earth and gets a mohawk. That's uh, oh, yeah. that's one that of my favorite storms. Great icon. Slash. Yeah. Icon. And then they bring it back. I think recently in the Rucka series, she's get, she gets she gets she goes back to the mohawk or Brian Wood series rather. But yeah, Storm with the mohawk is like probably my. And also, speaking of, of which, I uh, like the Captain Marvel mohawk. Uh, Real mohawk guy. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I like a, I like a female mohawk in a Marvel comic book. There what you can go. I say? Um, it's a, a, a character that had a haircut that was perfect for the time when he was around is Adam X. Oh, yeah. Adam he X had, the like, extreme. laser lines yeah. uh, and was the most 90s character, uh, perhaps, of all time. And uh, now he's uh, nowhere to be found. Nor is his haircut. This isn't a haircut, but I was thinking about this too much the other day. Uh, so it's not an answer to the question. Yeah. Just to be clear, uh, Michael Colossus's, Colossus's hair. Ah, like does his metal? hair? Yeah, is it metal? Yeah, I've thought about that a lot. Right? I think it is, and I, I don't think, think that makes sense. Solid because black. he has a goatee in the current continuity, and I was like. And it, like, Did it grow through metal? his metal? Yeah. Or what's going on? Should just be bald? Yeah. Yes. No, it metals up. It metal, his metal does. His hair is well. one. He's like a Lego man. Okay. But like each individual hair is metal. Like what are we thinking? Right. No, no, it's it one solid? solid metal. Yeah. Look at it, it shines. How do his powers work? You know, I'm not. I don't know. Don't worry about I it. I really like it in the Flash or in Impulse. They did it too when he has disappeared and come back fast enough that uh, no one else can notice. But they do it so his hair has moved slightly, and and it looks like you know because he's moved so quickly, his hair is like poofed off to one side. Yeah. Oh, Cer- yeah, yeah. Certain artists do that. And I think that's a really good touch. That's yeah, pretty cool. Because hair, we know, his hair is slower than bodies. His hair is slower than bodies. <laughs> yeah. It takes a second for the hair to the catch up. The speed force. Is uh, vulnerable to hair. It's the only thing. <laughs> yeah, that I'm pretty sure that's the, that the bubble doesn't extend. That's why you never see the Flash fight Sasquatches. Exactly. Too yeah. dangerous. They could get right in there. Yeah, nothing slower than hair. Yep. The Flash. Uh, Big right. how hair grows. Slow. <laughs> We're going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to Justin. Turn it over to Justin. The star of the trivia. Star of 
Whoa. Trivia. Star. Guest, guest star. Uh, now, we have some trivia. Um, uh, so how this works is I'm going to ask someone three questions. And the way we decide that is by first hand up person. So whoever would like to win $25 for Midtown Comics. It's literally walking on stage and you get $25. I have the card. It. Pete gave it to me. And I yeah, didn't lose it for you, one sir. Whole week. Right. You, sir. There, come, come on up. down. Come on over here. Please uh, stand here. I'm going to give you the mic. Uh, thank you for raising your hand. What is your name, sir? Richard. Thank Richard. You for choosing me. Uh, you bet. Uh, this is great. Pleasant. You almost won already. Uh, uh, audience, uh, Richard. Richard, audience. Now, um, are you a big comic book fan? The biggest. The biggest. Great. That's a great thing. Because this trivia is about what Pete is doing in Ireland right now. <laughs> uh, Pete, do you know who Pete is? He's your other host. Other host, yes. Yeah. You're going to want to get uh, that mic real close to your mouth. He's the cool host. He's the cool host. Wow, yeah. okay. You know, um, Losing points aggressively oh. now. <laughs> uh, kidding, was that kidding. one of the questions? Because if yeah. so, you're in trouble. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm not Pete, if that's what you're thinking. Uh, so, uh, question, are you ready? You ready yes. to get into this? Uh, question number one. What is Pete doing right now in Ireland? <laughs> is it, hey, this is trivia. Remember? It wasn't kidding. Yeah. A, riding on a bus to Garth Ennis' birth home. B, spray painting a Punisher skull on Garth Ennis' birth home. <laughs> or C, sitting in jail for spray painting a Punisher skull on Garth Ennis' birth home. I don't give hints like Pete. Also. Right now he's probably sleeping. Okay, that's okay, not a ABC, fucking okay. In answer. prison? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't Sleeping in prison. That's, in, a, that's a violence. It could be. It could be. Sorry. So in you can sit so in. C? C is correct. Oh, that is great work. Richard, uh, you're struggling yeah. here, uh, but you're really fi- finding a way to land it. Uh, <laughs> sorry for the hint. Question number two. How thick will Pete's accent be <laughs> when he gets back? Is it A, not thick at all. You can't beat that Rochester garbage plate accent. <laughs> B, thick as the head of a Guinness. Or C, Pete won't come back because he's been a leprechaun the whole time. So it's A, B, or C. And again, this is trivia based on fact. A. A is correct. Nothing beats the Rochester accent. It's made of garbage. Uh, Question number three. What comic book-based fight will Pete have in a bar on this trip? Is it A, fighting a Frankencastle fan, which Ireland is full of? (laughs) B, fighting Mephisto himself, who is in the bar bragging about all the marriages he's ruined? (laughs) Or is it C, he's going to sucker punch anyone who looks like me? Can I ask the audience? Oh, wow. No one has ever attempted this before. Richard, taking a lot of liberties. I'll allow it. You're going to go to... Uh, your audience, Jackie. Fr- uh, J- oh, ja- okay. Throw a name out there. I'm gonna say C. I feel like anyone that looks like you. I okay, like great. Animosity. Thank you. Uh, wow, you made the wrong right. choice by going to her oh. because I'm insulted. Just kidding. That was correct. <laughs> Pete is always gonna fight me in any Irish aspect wow. he can. You just won twenty five free dollars. Here is the gift card. I will ask for your name after the show, like Pete does. Yeah, there we go. All right, guys. As we all know, tomorrow is New Comic Book Day. We recommend you go to Midtown Comics because they've been <laughs> nice enough to sponsor the show. Oh. Just Justin, Fuck. what are you looking forward to? I'll start uh, oh, for good. no particular reason. Justice, yeah, no I'm looking forward to Justice League Dark number 11 is coming out from DC Comics tomorrow. There's a great magic title from DC Comics. It's yes. big. It's bold. There's epic mythology being mixed into it. 
Uh, we're going to have a review of it in our stack podcast that posts Wednesday at 9 a.m. in the same feed as Comic Book Club, the live show. Uh, the, the, the live show that you're listening to right now. So or right, physically, or physically literally. here. That's right, another way of right looking Right here, at it. yeah. Uh, but great book. Definitely check it out. Great uh, book. Um, I didn't get to plug this before, but uh, Ascender Number One, the second printing is coming oh, yeah. out tomorrow, which I really love that book. Uh, I really love Descender, which was the one before that, and now it's the Ascender. Uh, so definitely check that out if you haven't checked that out yet. Um, it's about, uh, if I can get into this briefly, uh, Descender is about a little boy robot who um, has the keys to uh, staving off a bunch of much larger robots and all the bad shit that happens to him. Right. And at the end of that book, they lost. Lost. They lost. And the big robots destroy the universe. And when we pick up an Ascender, it's almost a magic universe, or it seems like... No, I think, ma- I think it fully is. Uh, uh, it's not clear if it's tech or not, I think. I think it's going to be full-on magic. Okay. Uh, Whatever it is, it's switched from science fiction to fantasy. Some of the characters have continued. It's great, and the art is gorgeous. Very good book. Please check that out. Now, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to plug? Uh, I'm looking forward to Runaways number 21. Uh, uh, great book. I think literally every comic that those characters appear in, including including those two issues of Avengers Academy that they show up in. Uh, this series has done a really good job of sort of picking up where it left off like years and years ago. And they did a little bit of a reset in the first couple of issues that kind of got it back to the original lineup. And it's it's tonally felt very similar to the rest of the series as it's ever been. And they're taking it really interesting directions while uh, I think like doing these characters justice as they sort of continue to grow in the Marvel Universe. So yeah, check out uh, Runaways number 21. And I want to plug yes. New Material Night. Sundays. Okay, we usually ask for the He plugs. just asked me! No, I, I did, I- Yes, he said, okay. what, do you want, what do you want to plug? Okay. Whoa. All right. Well, Justin, would you like to ask me what I want to plug? Uh, did you already say a comic that you're looking I said Runaways number 21. <laughs> um, they have a Great. Dinosaur. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and what, hey, what, what do you, you like want to plug? Oh, thank you. Would you call me Pete? <laughs> what? You just fucking call me Pete? No, I said, hey, you just what call do you me want mom? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want to plug, Bobby? Check out New Michael Emerson, what do you want for breakfast in this room we're sitting in? Because we're friends. Uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, you you kind of check out this Friday, PowerPoint <laughs> Roulette at Caveat in the Lower East Side. Every Sunday except for the last Sunday of the month, go to New Material Night at the People's Improv Theater, East Side, Gramercy, 8 p.m. Every 8 p.m. that is a Sunday and not the last Sunday of the month. That's every single one. Uh, yeah, go to those two things. Great. That's not confusing at all. Yeah, good, good job, job Good job plugging. Uh, cool. Thanks. thanks. It's not like you things, gave me a really hard time. A couple of things we want to plug before we go. In addition to this podcast, we do a bunch of other podcasts. We have a Cloak and Dagger podcast mm. that's currently running called Cloak and Jabber. You can check that Love out. It. Love that. Uh, also, our Preacher podcast, Preacher N, will be rebooting at the end of the year. Uh, we're going to be doing one more episode of our Riverdale podcast, Riverdale After Dark. Ah, we'll yes. be wrapping up the season. Um, what else do we have? After well, Krypton, uh, our Krypton after podcast? After Krypton, coming back. Yeah. Uh, it may not feature Wait, Pete. it is? Where, yeah, the, the show, show's oh, coming back. I did not know that. Sorry. The show's yeah. coming back in like 20 days. Sorry, not the time. <laughs> something uh, like that. 25 yeah. days, something like that. And we don't, we're not sure if Pete's going to do it because he's so angry on it. Uh, oh my God. Why does he not? It was real angry. unpleasant. Because he would just Don't yell. listen to the first season of that podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're really making I'm sorry, some are you changes. anti-plugging your podcast right I'll now? I'll tell you what. Uh, yes. You know what? Don't listen to this episode of this podcast. <laughs> I feel like I started poorly. You can't plug. I have food in my mouth. You can't unplug something that's happening right now. <laughs> I'm in it and I want you to stop. If you're listening to this, stop. Uh, wow. Turn it off. <laughs> uh, we're also probably going to do a Watchmen podcast yeah, for I HBO's so. Watchmen. Um, yeah. that's, I guess that's new news uh, we're throwing out there right now. Are you guys going to do a His Dark Materials podcast? Yeah, and Euphoria. 
Yeah, we're definitely gonna okay. do a euphoria cool. podcast. Right. And we're doing a Chernobyl podcast. Okay. Which we're, we're just having we're just having a good time. We're just having a fun time. Yeah. Okay, if cool. you have a television show, put it. Yeah. On. Don't yeah. forget to share Noble our share Noble <laughs> podcast. Ah, wait, that's it. That's the name. That's great. Uh, Share nobly. Also, we have a Patreon, as we mentioned, patreon.com slash comic book club. You're going to get a bunch of bonuses there and other stuff. What do you want to plug, Justin? You can follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe on iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, and the app of your choice. A couple of people we want to thank before we go. We want to thank Nat for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Boot thank you. Man Prime. Boot Man Prime. Prime. We want to thank you guys. We're every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Totally free. Please tell your friends. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you. Good night.